2: Or call 562 314 for more details. Hyundai.
0: get Vigoro potting soil just 897 at the Home Depot how doers get more done
3: welcome to stuff to blow your mind from howstuffworks.com
1: hey welcome to stuff to blow your mind my name is Robert Lamb
3: and I'm Julie Slug Douglas
1: uh, happy valentine's day this is our special episode my slimy valentine, the slug life. And indeed, uh, things are going to get a little sexy in this episode uh, for all you listeners out there. In, in fact, let's go ahead and cue up a little little Barry White just to sort of set the mood here. Mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, as humans, we live in this world of, uh, of human sexuality. And we have all this baggage attached to it, all these thoughts about what is, what is appropriate, what is taboo, what is a little risque, uh, you know. And that music playing in the background there, uh, by the way, that was a little Barry White with Can't Get Enough of Your Love, Babe, 1974 classic.
3: Or Can't Get Enough of That Slug Love, Babe. Yeah,
1: now you're talking. Yeah. With the slugs, the slug serves as an example of just how wild and diverse and, to humanize, hideous uh, sexual reproduction really is
3: in 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 nature mm. and and maybe how sanitized it is in humans yeah. I don't know that's well, that's it, a value judgment I'll leave that for someone else to make but it just
1: shows us how much human baggage we bring to the situation
3: I'm going to tell you that some slug sex in particular leopard slugs and we'll talk more about them kind of make human sex look a little milk toast a little vanilla
1: yeah i will I will admit that as Repulsed by slugs as I am, like I feel like this deep in my genes repulsion to them—not in my blue jeans, but in my actual genetic material. Like Mm -hmm. there's a deep, like they're my ancestral enemy um, that that I am avoiding because I know they will crush me.
3: You think you have ancestral memories, exactly of
1: slugs. As repulsed as I am, I have to admit that there is something weirdly beautiful about it. If not beautiful, then at least elaborate, like it's it's elaborately grotesque. It's, it's, it's grotesque in a way that, uh, that that it becomes almost art.
3: All right. So before we start talking about slug sex and all girding our loins for that, let's talk about slug anatomy because most slugs are hermaphrodites. They have both a penis and a genital opening, right? Yes. Uh, so with, when they have sex, they can both fertilize and are fertilized.
1: It's important to remember, too, that your common slug, its ancestor had a, had a shell. It is descended from shelled uh, gastropods. So if your rear end is in a shell, where do you think evolution has put all of your important bits? Right up there at the head. So it's from the head that the penis of a, of a slug uh, protrudes, right out the side like a weird hat.
3: Yeah, so and think, then, yeah think about the anus being over there, the too. The anus
1: is over there, too. So, mm-hmm. um, so there's that. And, and again,
3: yes, this is because they are descended from right.
1: The genital orifice, everything, the mouth, everything has to be up front, it has to be front loaded because the rear is back there uh, in in the shell where Dr. Doolittle rides, if you are a fan of that movie. And really, knowing all this stuff about snails makes that even weirder.
3: So keep that in mind when we're talking about some of the configurations that these slugs make when they are uh, engaging in their reproductive efforts because, again, all the business is pretty much over there on the head.
1: Yeah. Face-to-face um, sex because that's where it's two faces going at it All in right. various ways, as we'll discuss.
3: Let's discuss one of the ways, one of the strategies that slugs approach reproduction. Stabbing.
1: Yes. Now, it's important to, uh, to realize that what we're talking about here is sexual conflict between uh, among these creatures. And this is the idea that you have uh, individuals in a species, uh, and, and they are competing with other individuals for mates. So mm-hmm. they want to do whatever they can to ensure that their genetic material passes on and not the genetic material of rivals and other other uh, individuals that uh, that their mate is mating with. So you see various methods uh, in, in various animals where they use this. You see, for instance, their sperm plugs, which you can you can look up. Which it's a, it's about. I've got mine in there, so I'm just going to sort of block it up so that nothing else going to get in there too. You see barbed penises uh, in in various creatures, especially in 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 insects. I've seen them referred to as torture phalluses. If you want to hear more about that, check out our our episode that we did on the penis and the evolution of the penis. Um, you so you see a lot of sexual competition, evolution trying to. To to game this uh, scenario so that the 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 mating creature has the advantage over all the other creatures that are mating with its mate.
3: I'm glad you cued that up because I think that it's it's important to keep this in mind when you think about um, slugs and what seems sort of rough dealings with reproduction. And mm-hmm. of course, that's anthropomorphizing them, but um, we can't help to. But yeah. thinking of it in that context, I think helps you to better understand why. Um, it is maybe as dire-seeming as it is. Yeah. Or I mean, it's a brutal. Violent.
1: It's a brutal game with high stakes. The stakes are high. They couldn't be any higher because ultimately, the genetic mission of this creature and any any creature is to pass its genes on.
3: Yeah. So let's look at the sea slug. Yes. All right. According to Io9 author Robert T. Gonzalez, uh, sex is initiated when one slug uses a syringe-like organ to gore its partner. That's where the stabbing comes in.
1: Yes. And you, uh, you see the same activity in a number of air-breathing land snails and slugs as well. So this is not particular to sea slugs.
3: Right. But in this particular instance, you've got that syringe-like organ goring its partner and injecting prostate fluid into its body. And then they mate a second time, this time with one slug inserting its penis into the partner's genital opening that they made through mm-hmm. the stabbing. So these are two separate acts. Basically, one is shanking and the other is sexing.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, the way I, t- I like to think of it is the... Um, the final knife fight in Dune um, between uh, uh, Paul Atreides and uh, and the the Harkonnen kid uh, played by uh, Sting in the movie, you know, there it's this this vicious fight when they have to uh, counter th- each other's shields with their uh, slow moving uh, daggers, and uh, at least one of the daggers is poisoned if I recall. So it's that kind of situation. There's kind of a it's like they're they're making love to each other these snails, mm-hmm. these slugs, but they're also trying to stab each other. It's, it's, it's often described by biologists as, as ultimately a joust, uh, a, a sword fight, uh, because whoever gets their love dart, which is the, um, the term that's often used for it, whoever gets their love dart uh, into their mate, they're going to increase the odds that their sperm is going to be victorious inside of that mate.
3: That's right. And, you know, it, it is said that most slugs would probably prefer to be the shanker rather than the shanky. Evolutionary biologist Rolanda Lang describes the penis thusly. The penis bears four to five large hook-shaped spines at its base and a crown of 20 to 30 minute fine-pointed spines at its tip, which are spread like an anchor during mating. So there's still a question as to why slugs would allow themselves to be penetrated beyond the amount needed to get the stores of sperm. Because this happens, right? They get the stores of sperm that they need, but they still engage in this what we think of as a very vicious act um, and it doesn't really increase the reproductive fitness to do yeah. it, but they still engage in it. So the idea is that perhaps the injections of prostate fluid might include nutrients that benefit the stab slug. So it's a bit of a trade off there.
1: Yeah, and there was this old idea that the love dart was injecting calcium into the mate, and therefore making it giving it a gift, kind of a dowry, uh, and saying, here, here's some calcium. Use this to create the eggs that we have uh, created together. Um, but uh, but they they've kind of shied away from that going more in this hormonal direction that it's uh it's enabling this uh better chance of survival uh for the uh the stabber's sperm
3: again reproductive fitness being the most important thing there yeah.
1: and uh, just as the you described the uh, the penis in pretty horrific terms uh the uh, love darts uh which are also called uh, gypsobellums, um they vary a great deal as well you can find images of these and they look like varying uh cruel harpoons and um, and they're made of different substances. Sometimes it's calcium carbonate, sometimes it's chitin, um, various shapes and sizes. And uh they can also uh, vary between one and thirty millimeters in length. Um sometimes it's more of a just kind of a stab in the side like a prison shivving. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the love dart goes all the way through uh the uh the mated slug. It's um, it's it's pretty fascinating. In um we call it a love dart in English, but in Germany, they call it a Liebespiel or love arrow. And uh, there's, some, there's some people that, uh, that argue that uh, the idea of Cupid and his arrow uh, is ultimately um, inspired by the love dart, even though the love dart, again, is just a, it's a stabbing, more of a lance or a dagger uh, in the side rather than anything that is actually a projectile.
3: Yeah, and they do come in, in various shapes. Um, some look like spears. I thought mm-hmm. one actually did look like a graboid as well. Yeah. So it sort of depends on the species. And, and
1: most, some have just one um, dart sack. Some mm-hmm. have more than one. Uh, and then after they have used it, it takes a while to grow it back. To re uh, reload the gun, as it were.
3: All right. um, Let's take a quick break. And when we get back, we are going to talk about the love lives of leopard slugs. And you really don't want to miss
0: this.
1: Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples.
0: Rob, as the, the local host with allergies here, they sent you some of their nasal spray. To treat your allergies, what was your experience like?
1: Yeah, that's right. I always wrestle with the pollen a bit when it rolls in during the spring. So they sent me the little uh, nasal spray. I tried out the product, and yeah, it sure did help me get on top of my symptoms for the day. And it's so fast-acting; uh, it was already kicking in before I left the house.
0: AstaPro is a first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest twenty-four hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in thirty minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
4: Snag a Job is where America goes to hire, with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire, part time or full time. You name the position so visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. snagajob.com where America goes to hire.
1: All right, we're back. Leopard slugs. Um, now
3: cue the berry white.
1: Yeah, cue the berry white again. The uh, the leopard slugs, they really make a show. They're they're really about putting on a show of their love for anyone who may be able to watch and stomach this nonsense.
3: Yeah, all right, imagine these leopard slugs. They're nocturnal, they're grayish-yellow with mottled black spots, hence the name yeah. leopard slugs. They measure about four inches long. Uh, let's say that they're cruising through the forest. They pick up a scent in another uh, slug's trail Yeah, that they, says, they read
1: the love poem in that, that slug slime.
3: Yeah, it says, come on, baby. Yeah. I don't know, is that very wide enough? Yeah, that's very wide enough. And so they follow it. They find this other slug, and they stalk each other in a circle, again, using their scent trails. And then they say, hey, let's take this up to a more private area. They go up a tree. They find a nice little tree branch. And that's when things start to get a little bit weird. They begin to intertwine. It's quite beautiful. And as they are intertwining, they form a rope of mucus Yes. that comes down Cirque like Yes. imagine this rope of mucus extending from the branch and then they continue intertwining together and they're suspended like that for a little while in this gooey embrace. Now, but
1: then the penises come out.
3: That's right. I was yeah. going to say, if that's not out of an,
1: the side of their head,
3: the side of their head, their penises are basically emerging and they begin to glow blue.
1: Yeah. And these are, these are large phalluses, um, comparatively, um, like for a human, it would be like a like a ba- baby's arm coming out of the size of your head, or no, larger than a baby's arm, like a like an eight year old's arm.
0: Okay, so
3: now I'm, I have to say I'm a little bit cursed yeah, out right well, now that you used that analogy, but it's effective to to give you some idea of scale. So then these uh, these head placed penises begin mm-hmm. to do the same, execute the same intertwining figu- configuration, right? This embrace. Yeah. And you see this glowing blue penises uh, entwined and moving until they bloom into a pulsating blue flower-like globe that's translucent.
1: Yes, it's really alien and oddly beautiful to behold. It's 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 really weird.
3: Now, the reason that they're doing this big light show, this big Cirque du Soleil, hey, look at us, you know, intertwined, mm-hmm. Getting it on, um, is that they're passing sperm to and fro mm-hmm. in that um, that sort of flower configuration.
1: Yeah, because again, they're hermaphrodites; they're both male and female.
3: And it's just amazing because, I mean, yeah, this is this is the attempt to fertilize right. each other, and, and it's amazing because it looks like this Chalula sculpture, right? It this, does. Yeah, this glass blown sculpture that's happening before your eyes. But my favorite part of this is that it, you have this in. Entirely intricate, beautiful, disgusting display of reproductive fitness, and then there's just this unceremonious drop of one of them plop onto the fourth floor. Like you would think that they would have come up with a more elegant way to to end it, but uh, it's quite it's quite a sight to behold. If you want to see it yourself, check out Io Nine. Uh, Sex life of leopard slugs.
1: Yeah, I believe they're embedding uh, a video uh, created by uh, Discovery and BBC.
3: Mm-hmm. Attenborough yeah. narrates Attenborough it. Attenborough
1: narrates it, and I you want Attenborough narrating well uh, anything in the natural world, but especially uh, slugs doing it.
3: Yeah, because he's got that great wink, wink, nudge, nudge with his voice that he does. Yeah. So imagine it applied to this scene of beauty before you.
1: Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, that's where it ends, right? Maybe this, uh, and we're we're generalizing the entire vast buffet of slug sex in this, but you begin with a little gentle stabbing. Then you uh, you go up into the trees, and you, you intertwine, and you uh, intertwine penises and create a glowing flower and swap uh, sperm, and you think, well, then then you're done, right? Not necessarily, because in some uh, slugs you see something that we call apophilation, which uh, is uh, maybe not as sexy as it sounds. This is uh, when one slug chews the other's penis off and occasionally will chew its own penis off. And swallow it. And swallow it, yeah.
3: (laughs) That's auto-apophilation.
1: Auto-apophilation, yes. Mm -hmm. So what is all this sexual cannibalism, what is it about, right? Because we've We've encountered, uh, we've talked about sexual cannibalism before, where you have like, the female will eat the male or part of the mm-hmm. male following mating. Sometimes because, hey, the male was only there to mate. And then once he's done, there's no sense keeping him around. Might as well make a meal out of him.
3: Right. Female orb spiders, right?
1: Right. In this case, though, these are these are hermaphrodites. So what's what's going on here?
3: Well, these, uh, these banana slugs in particular, of course called banana slugs because uh. of their yellow color and uh, their occasional black spots, uh, they're not entirely sure why the chewing is going on. Um, but let me just kind of give you a little bit of information about these guys. Uh, they are the second largest slug in the world. So imagine that. Um, imagine that. Imagine that when you start to talk about the slug penis, which is usually the length of the slug itself. It is also the official mascot of the University of California, Santa Cruz.
1: Really? The yeah. Really? They're the banana slugs? Yeah. Oh, God. I assume they don't have a sports program. Like this has to be just like chess club or something.
3: I right? I don't well, but or or, well, or
1: mild sport. I just can't imagine like a football mascot as a banana slug. I mean, I, it's better than a dog, I guess. But
3: I mean, it would inspire fear in the competitor, right? Like I'm going to chew your penis off.
1: Yeah, if they really went all out with it, I guess it would work. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, its scientific name is Dalek Phallus, which means long penis. So what we find when we look at slugs uh, getting it on is that, again, they find each other via the chemical traces in their slime trail. They make a bed of slime to cuddle on, essentially. There's some head waving. They uh, get very close to each other, and then they begin to – actually, when I say they get close together, they're in a yin-yang configuration. Mm-hmm. Um, then they begin to gently bite genital openings of each other. So what happens next is they, they sp- their penises spring out from, uh, their heads and they insert the penises and the nearby genital slits and then intercourse lasts for hours, for hours. And then with their multiple pairs of teeth known as the radula, sometimes one or both of the slugs gnaws the penis off the other.
2: It's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by eBay. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
4: Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. tika dot com. So the idea at first
3: was that they were doing this because the penis was uh, getting stuck, and yeah, I, perhaps I ran
1: across that that theory. that yeah. they were they're intertwined. It's like, how do we get out of this? Well, we could bite through these penises, and then they do. But but the uh, but what we're really getting down to ultimately is again sexual conflict, right?
3: Yes, because it's not about that. Because actually what happens is that the penis, when it is not erect, it's not a problem for it to pull out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Again, imagine this this penis is the length of the, the actual uh, banana slug itself. So uh, they do think it has to do with this idea of, okay, well, I'm going to chew your penis off, and I'm going to ensure that my sperm from now on is the main deal out there. I'm going to remove you from the playing field.
1: Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, it comes down to sexual conflict because every slug is is both male and female, but then after the mating's done, yeah, if you can if you can bite the uh, penis off of the other slug, then you have taken a male competitor off out of the out of the game while leaving uh, a a perfectly functional female slug out there for what you know for for public use. So,
3: it's it's pretty amazing stuff. Yeah. yeah.
1: Now I I saw one of the videos that had the. Uh, uh, the case of um, autoapopulation, mm-hmm. and uh, and this one was a situation where the slug engaged in sex, and then they they went off without chewing penises off because sometimes that happens. Like sometimes there's no penis chewing off, and when a uh, when a penis is chewed off, again it's still a perfectly functional f- uh, female slug, so it really doesn't care. It's kind of like all right, you got me, but I'm going to go on carry out my business now. But uh, in this uh, one example, they were looking at the. Uh, The slug had survived, its penis was still intact, but it had not retracted. And so the slug just turned and and bit it off and ate it down. So they they really weren't sure what to make of that. But maybe there was something malfunctioning there. It decided, well, I'm I'm not just going to walk around with this thing sticking out the side of my head. I look kind of stupid. I better eat it.
3: Do you think slugs could experience phantom limb?
1: I I get the impression they don't. I get the impression they don't really think that hard about it, you know, that it's, that it ultimately, it's like, ah, you know, you got me. All right. Good on you. You <laughs> ate my penis off, but, uh, but I'm still, I'm still a functional <laughs> female slug. I'm, I'm, I'm a hermaphrodite for goodness sake. So
3: that's right. They yeah. can still engage in the act.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And do so.
3: Indeed. All right. I mean, guys, happy Valentine's day. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, maybe you're, uh, going to go to an intimate dinner with your loved one.
1: And tonight. this is what you will talk about.
3: Maybe you're going to an anti-Valentine's Day party. Yeah. And this is also what you'll talk about, right?
1: Yeah. If there's a computer there, look up some, some YouTube clips of this stuff. And, uh, and we'll try to include them on the blog post that accompanies this, uh, this episode. So you can queue them up and just just sit back and enjoy some some good times. You know, play some Barry White in the background. Watch, uh, watch these uh, slugs and snails stab each other with their, uh, their love darts. Watch them make love on a, a tendril of slime watch them eat each other's penises off to uh, keep them from uh, uh, doing anything behind their back and cheating on them.
3: So. Or not, that last part, you don't have to do that.
1: No, 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 don't do it. I'm just saying you can watch it happen.
3: No, no, that's what I mean. You don't no, have to. No, no, you're do not, not into the penis chewing watching. Yes. Yeah.
1: And yes, but do not imitate any of this stuff, except for maybe the, uh, if you want to try doing it in slime. I, guess
3: I think the cert to Soleil thing is lovely.
1: Yes. Really. But you're going to have a hard time getting uh, getting polymers that are going to be that sticky that you can suspend yourself from some
3: of you working in the lab though you might they be might, able to might. get a source or two
1: yeah there slime has as we discussed in our last episode slime has a number of purposes and if you want to know more about slime do check out that episode trilogy of slime and you'll learn all about the various properties because slime is ultimately it's about uh, it's about moving around it's about locomotion it's about communication it's about defense it's about offense. It is, uh, it is about uh, protecting an organism against uh, parasites and pathogens. It's really a remarkable substance.
3: And sometimes it is the backdrop for love yes. and
1: slugs. For love and slugs. All right. Well, I'm going to you know, read a quick uh, bit of listener mail here if we'll call the uh, uh, the robot over. All right. This one comes to us from Eric. And this one's kind of suitable for a kind of a sexy episode. Uh, this is a response to our Undercover Cops episode about... Uh, what happens when we layer our lives in fiction and what that does to our perceptions of self and reality. Eric says, uh, I have a friend who is a female police officer who works undercover from time to time, primarily as a street prostitute. She gets very into her role and is quite convincing. She told me once, shortly after she started doing this work, uh, a car with a very familiar face stopped to talk to her. She was horrified to realize it was her favorite teacher from sh- when she was in high school. She told me she felt physically ill when she realized she was going to have to bust him, uh, likely destroying his career. She was relieved when he told her that she was way too smart to be doing this and begged her to let him help her. He even remembered she'd wanted to be a cop. Uh, when she realized he wanted to help her get off the streets, uh, cleaned up, she was happy to tell him that she was a cop working undercover. I don't think she has any trouble letting her prostitute uh, self take over, as she only does this for a few hours a month. She did tell me it's a lot of fun, but I think she is slightly crazy. Eric. So there you go, a little uh, insight into the double life of a of an undercover uh, vice uh, officer. It's always uh, interesting. It's always an area yeah. that has fascinated me. I can't
3: imagine how you wouldn't be a little bit crazy from having that kind of job. I think all of us are, are various amounts of... Uh, nuts and craziness. Um, yeah. and that's what makes us human, but yeah, trying to, uh, keep that up day after day would be very difficult. I yeah, because
1: it seems like you've got to be the type of crazy to where you can just turn it on and off and it doesn't bother you, or you've got to be the kind of crazy where it, it does kind of bother you a little because you've so become the role that you're taking on. So, anyway, thanks, Eric. That was really interesting to, uh, to hear about. So, if you, uh, if you have any time left in your Valentine's and you want to, uh, talk to us online want to, want to maybe uh, share with us how the um, how your valentine's dinner went when you brought up uh, the the sex life of slugs uh, then you can find us on facebook and tumblr we are stuff to blow your mind on both of those and we also have the twitter feed blow the mind
3: and you can always drop us a line at blowthemind@discovery.com
0: For generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's That's right.
2: Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner.
0: Gene! Jean. Jean Fodor. Jean, was good.
1: But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze Americano!
2: Huh? Oh! Gene, run!
4: Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie.